stuff, man. All right, what's going on, guys? You know, it's uh, it's me again. <laughs> Long time no talk. I have this new video idea that I wanted to run by you guys. I will keep doing the vlogs, obviously, and um, all the important talks. But I'm actually gonna start a new thing where I bring people, such as my peers or other people, onto the channel and uh, just talk about situations, kind of like I do by myself. The thing about mental health is that uh, there's so many levels to it and it just gets so deep. So I, while I have experienced a lot, I, I can't personally cover everything. So I feel like bringing people on definitely um, will help add to the conversation, right? So uh, that's my plan. So yeah. So the first guy I have today is uh, Brady Barrow. He's actually an old teammate of mine from the University of Guelph. He is in fourth year. He's in criminology. And uh, he was part of the varsity swim team with me for the four years. So he's pretty, he was pretty good. So he's gonna come on and just talk about, you know, sports and how they can affect your mental health and just a bunch of other stuff. So let's give this a go. Hope you guys enjoy it. Peace. All right, buddy, I need you to say, welcome to the H panel. Look at the camera, you need to, okay, well, that's fine. What are you doing? You're not my guest. What's up everyone, I'm back, and today I have a guest with me. Uh, today I have Brady Barrow. What's going on everybody? Brady, thanks for coming boss. Yep, Corona. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit about yourself. I'm Brady, my name is Brady. <laughs> Thank you. I'm in fourth year, I'm criminal justice and public policy, and I'm also in political science. So not criminology, like you said in the um, the intro here. I that did was, mess up. That was wrong. Yeah, I bet. But we're gonna roll with it because we don't want to re-record it. And um, and that's that. I plan to go to law school, and yeah, I swam for four years with Harry, so I know him very well. He's one. He's my best friend here at Guelph. Um, I also live not too far down the road, actually. Next, I'm in the room next to him. Right across the wall. We share this wall. Yep. I hear him breathe every night, so it's kind of. <laughs> Once I, I heard about Harry doing this project and I thought it was just fantastic what he was doing and getting his, his message out there. And so, and when he heard about doing this H panel, is that what it's called? That's right. The H panel. Um, I thought that was a great idea, getting other people's perspectives and views in it. And they, we thought I was a good safe start um, since we know, you know, he knows me. And uh, we're going to talk about something that's, you know, we, we both have in common, um, sports. Right. Varsity athletes, that's us, you know, not, big, not anymore. We're both retired. Both retired. Um, we are super retired. Yeah, I haven't swam in a long time. Touch the pool. Yeah, anyway. Time. One of the struggles we had kind of growing up in the sports landscape and high school and then through university and maybe kind of touch upon what other people might be struggling with as well in sports and then kind of like there is some overlap with, with sports and just like everyday life that anyone can relate to. Um, there's Waldo in the, in the background there. Stealing the, sh stealing the show as always. Again. It took him like half an hour to get him out of the frame to begin with. But but yeah, so we'll, we'll get right into it. Before we get too into it, I wanted to clarify again that neither of us are professionals. Not We're close. solely speaking on personal experiences and things that we have witnessed as members of sports teams. So just wanted to make that clear before we keep going. So we wanted to uh, pick sports today as our topic because there's really, there's so many levels to sports in general. Uh, when you're looking at like age groups, um, different universities, different sports, like the cultures in each is just so different. The main point that we're trying to take away just before you even go in is that 
everyone has such different experiences based on where they go, how they grew up, who they're competing with or training with, the coaches you have. So like even if, um, you know, we, we both swam, um, but we were in completely different cities in Ontario and we had totally different experiences growing up. So just because, um, you know, you're a swimmer doesn't mean you had a fantastic um, upbringing into the sport or, you know, whatever sport it may be. And just around the world, city to city, provinces, states, or just different countries. It's just so different. And I think it's it's really interesting and important to really acknowledge this diversity and variance all over the place with different sports teams and, and all that kind of stuff. So we're, we're just going to take a dive into how just how it can affect people on different levels and and really how it can relate to any sport at any at any given time. Just to clarify, we both love sports. Yeah, um, I, wanted... I, I, I grew up playing like every sport possible, you, you know, athlete of the year twice in high school, not oh, a big deal, you know. The one nominated time I nominated for athlete of the year, yeah, he, he was nominated. Was nominated, so went to OFSA. That's right, OFSA medalist. Like you know, it's just stuff like that. It's whatever. And we love sports, and it's it, it's it is beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. It brings people together. Um, it, it's awesome seeing in you know international competitions, the Olympics, um, all that kind of stuff. It's cool seeing just everyone from everywhere of different levels. Doesn't matter who you are, or what you are, or whatever. You can you can play, and it's really cool to see that. But you know that's. You know, this yeah. isn't the sports channel, so we're going to be <laughs> right. we're going to be looking about some of the drawbacks about it and how it affects people's mental health. Um, unfortunately, again, it affects it does affect many people positively, but you know, unfortunately, there is a negative side to it, and it doesn't get as much coverage as um, as the positive side. Unfortunately, so you know, hope, thankfully, gratefully, Harry has this channel, and we can we can kind of talk about that negative side today. We're going to start off with talking about how we actually got into the sport of swimming and, you know, talking with Brady for as long as I have, uh, we realized that we're actually quite similar with our upbringings mm -hmm. uh, in regards to the sport. When I got into the sport, it wasn't really my choice necessarily. Uh, I had been, you know, playing sports all the time as a kid, but I went to summer camp one year and I remember this vividly. I came home and I had gotten so fat. <laughs> that, that my parents were extremely concerned and they were like you have to swim because it's the best way to lose weight and it i was is. like okay and then i just yeah. kind of stuck with it that's it's not a great way yeah uh to start swimming but that's where i came from that i didn't quite have that experience um <laughs> but uh it was just uh it was my dad's best friend he started up a, a swim a swim club he's like you know like hey like bring your son out and uh he put me in the swimming and uh so, like, I think with both of us, it wasn't really, like, our choice. Like, ooh, swimming, I want to try that. I don't think anyone's ever said that about swimming, <laughs> to be honest. I would love to have played an actual sport. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, like, I can bash on swimming because I'm a swimmer. The point is, no, neither of us, like, wanted to swim, and we were kind of thrown into it. But, like, at the time, it was I wasn't against it. I'm like, oh, swimming. No, yeah. Swimming lessons once a week, yeah. uh, Saturday. You know, my, my grandfather would drive me. i get a donut after practice every time, and it was a good time. And then just from there, you just go up the levels, and then you, they introduce you to racing. You're like, oh, like racing, that's fun. fun. And then you're just in it from there, and you, get, you just keep practicing, keep getting faster. And then, you know, you climb up the ranks, and then you're in high school, and you're training with the big kids. It is really cool, because you do want, you look, you look up to these high school kids, and they're so big, and they're so fast, and you want to be there someday, and then... All of a sudden you're there and you know yeah. you're and then now people are looking up to you and I, you know, that was pretty cool to me and uh you know i did honestly develop a love for the sport i love training and trying to beat myself i love and i think swimming is a perfect like relatable to the quote of albert einstein i believe where it's insanity is doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result 
Yeah. I think like stuff like swimming or track, um, or high jump or skiing, just yeah, anything. the same thing. Cause like the pool doesn't change. It's the same lane. You're looking at a black line and you just do the exact same thing mm -hmm. day in, day out, the same race all over again, but you're expecting different results. And you know, it's, it might be insane, but you know, I, I loved it for a long time. So going into high school after finally joining the sport, um, I want to say, again, we're pretty similar with the schedules that we had. So I guess I'll go first. I remember going to school after morning practice at like 5.30 in the morning and then going straight to school after that and then, you know, doing however many hours of high school. And then right after I would go, you know, to rugby practice or I would go to um, like my high school leadership camp classes that's cool <laughs> and then right after that i would leave that and go directly to swimming again and then i'd come back do my homework you know go to bed and have that cycle every day of the week and it was just absolutely exhausting and i think you were pretty similar yeah we were talking about that before and we had very similar like high school schedules in that yeah just morning practice straight to school six hours and then he had rugby i played football for four years so two hours of like you know physical yeah. hitting your head around for two hours and then straight to two hour swim practice again because you know we doubled a lot of the days you get home you're just exhausted and like there's no time to do homework so any will i had to do homework unless it was like something for marks or something like i didn't do a lick of homework i would i so, used to yeah i used to i used to study for tests the morning of of course yeah <laughs> any any test exam i'd be doing it in oh, the yeah. classes before or like in the morning before on the bus in the class of yeah, and that's <laughs> like five like, minutes before the test. <laughs> no, exactly. That's pretty stressful, I think. Like, you know, like at the time I wasn't stressful, like, um, but I, looking back, I'm like, that probably had some like un stressful. unconscious stress there. Oh, yeah. Um, but it just, it, it really tired me out um, during the days that I was doing all that in the cycle. And um, I remember I, I had a girlfriend at the time, like grades nine to 11, and she'd always, like, I would just be a zombie during the day because like, I'd be so tired in between my two practices or my three practices and she'd be like you know why like why aren't you talking as much or why aren't you doing this why aren't you happy like you should smile more and it's just kind of like i am so tired and mm -hmm. and blah 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 but then you kind of sound like you're complaining and no one no one likes complainers so you, you just you just learn to kind of shut up about it and just go about your day or pretend to put on a face although like, i'm just a, i just put it out there like, i i never dealt with any with any mental illness or anything like that um but I, I am talking just generally about the the, the physical and men mental toll that you know all the all these sports t had on me, and you know it, it was it's tough to go to class and pay attention and and keep up your social life and you know maintain a nice happy energetic relationship with my girlfriend. It was, you know it was it was a ton. A lot of put on a little mind of yeah. high schooler. Yeah, sure. yeah, like a little little me in high school. So yeah. it, it was tough, and there's just like there's no one really kind of asking how you're doing with everything and um you know just kind of like giving giving yourself a chance to explain it because i think when i was in high school at least i was the type of person where it's like i'm not going to say anything first mm -hmm. like if someone asked me how i was doing then i would maybe tell them or yeah. if they asked me like a specific like hey why are you tired or why aren't you doing this or why aren't you talking as much i think i would i would maybe say something then but i i've never been the person to kind of be like hey hey everybody like i'm I'm feeling yeah. I'm feeling this type of way. Right. And even if you did, you know, you're kind of just like you're labeled as complaining or like to get over it cuz like everyone's everyone gets tired. Like 
Yeah, exactly. It People are like, oh, I'm tired too, so what? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't take an athlete to be tired. Like, I'm not... No, I'm, yeah. As an athlete, I'm not claiming tiredness. Like, anyone can be tired. And, like, I, I would acknowledge that 100%. Like, People are doing so many other things I don't know, so like that's a thing, but oh. kind of suck to be kind of grouped into just like being tired with everybody else when really like, I don't like, just, just to be honest, I'm going to put it out there. I don't think everyone was getting up at 5.30, burning 3,000 calories in the morning, yeah. going to football practice in the, the sun and then straight to another swim practice. Like not, not everyone was doing that. It, it was tough to kind of just feel like, just like you had like a bit of an advantage, I mean disadvantage there and not really... You could just having to deal with that yourself. That was kind of hard. A lot of people couldn't really relate to that situation. Yeah. It kind of felt like you weren't necessarily alone because, like, your teammates were also kind of doing it mm -hmm. to some extent. But, like, in a sense, you were because all your other peers, while they may have been doing sports, they weren't doing exactly. quite as much. The next theme, if I believe, that you wanted to talk about uh, was kind of just how it was hard to open up to people on your team in high school as well just because of the, you know, thought process that most high school athletes were in. For me personally, like, uh, I felt like if I ever complained about anything, I was considered a wimp. Yeah. And I just, I couldn't show, you know, when I was suffering from, you know, depression and stuff because mm -hmm. I didn't want to be viewed as weak, uh, especially on, like, my swim team where I was one of the older guys or, like, the rugby team. Like, I, I was scared to show that side of me. It's just not fun having that need to suppress your feelings, so... You've definitely, I'm sure you've experienced the same thing there. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think I felt it most on the football team. And, like, I think, like, everyone kind of has that connotation, like, you know, football masculine kind of thing. And that, that is what it's like. Not Maybe not everywhere, but from what I experienced, at least. It's kind of like if you had, like, any type of minor injury, like, it's technically playable. If you had a headache, it's like, okay, that's concussion. But back, even, like, what, this was only, like, six years ago or something. It wasn't that long. It's like, you know, my head hurts after that hit. Okay, like, shut up, go back in, or take a playoff and go back in, or um, any like any injury that you might have, it was always play through it, and if you didn't, if you truly didn't want to, and you're arguing, like, you'd be a wussy, or a wimp, or a baby, and, like, your teammates are saying that, your coaches are saying that, and then, like, obviously, you're not gonna go against yeah, everybody, and you're gonna, you're gonna play through it, and all that. Although, I don't know this for sure, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure this prevented a lot of uh, people from coming forward with any struggles that they might have had, whether that be an injury, or anything uh, mentally or or anything else going on in their lives in general like family or friends or anything I think this really prevented people from coming forward to coaches or seniors and saying what was what was going on because they see every day in practice like people getting called names and just shamed for for complaining or for legit reasons too like you know sir I have a I, I have a doctor's appointment today oh you know Ooh, wow big deal yeah like a <laughs> freaking baby like it'd yeah, be stuff like that like and you'd feel bad about if you ever had to miss practice like like I felt like I couldn't miss a practice no matter what like mm -hmm. any swim practice I remember like um a reason why my first girlfriend broke up with me sad face um haven't forgiven her uh, <laughs> hope she watches this um a, a big part of it was like I didn't, I didn't have enough time for her right because I swam every evening like there's no time before or after uh swim practice and like if I ever asked my dad like hey you, you know, could I skip tonight's swim practice to hang out with her? I'd get blasted into an oblivion. Like, <laughs> yep. it was swimming first, it was sports first. Like, that was the first commitment, and that was a better priority. And it's kind of like, you know, kinda, it's kind of like my dad setting my priorities for me. And that, you know, that, that kind of sucked. It always felt like you just couldn't miss practice, and you had to put sports first. And that really kind of messes with you mentally when 
in reality, it's, it probably wasn't like that, like, yeah, for me, looking back absolutely. on it. The main thing here was that this isn't just, like, just me dealing with an injury, having to play through it. It wasn't just bad for me during that time in football. It kind of builds a way of thinking and hardwires into your brain that, like, it's bad to open up about your struggles in, in real mm -hmm. life. And then that kind of goes all the way to university now. Like, and to this day, I feel like I can't really open up to anybody about anything that I could be dealing with um, because it's so instilled in my head from a young age that, like, I'll get in trouble if I open up or I'll be called a name or labeled as weak if I, if I open up about anything to anybody. It's taken a long time, you know, to kind of acknowledge that. And luckily, there's a lot of talk now about it's okay to mm -hmm. open up, it's okay not to be okay, all that. That's great. And that, that, you know, that, that is great and everything, but when it's just hardwired into your brain, like... It's tough to break that mold. It just, because, like, your whole childhood and, and high school years where it's just, um, like, no one listens to you and you're just, you know, you're called yeah. weak. It's it's hard when you finally get to university and now they're kind of turning things around. It's like, well, I just can't flip right. the switch and um, just, just, oh, okay, I can talk now. You know, it's, it's mm -hmm. tough. I remember this crazy instance in grade 11 where I went to, you you know the story, where I went to Europe for rugby. Yes. Uh, and the first game we played, I straight up blacked out, like <laughs> yeah. knee to the head, just Conky. completely unconscious. Yeah. I first, like, 100,000% had a concussion, like, absolutely. No doubt about it. Like, <laughs> bell ringing, like, not knowing where I was, like, yeah. all the symptoms. Yeah. And my coach was like, do you need to come out? And I was like, come out? Yeah. No way. Yeah. I'm not a baby. For the, ne the next three games after that, I blacked out every single game. Mm. Like, that, first of all, is so bad <laughs> for my funny. brain. Second of all, yeah. that just kind of shows where, you know, like, the, the culture was when we were in high school, where it was like, just push through it or you're a baby. Yeah. Pretty much. Mm. I could have died. <laughs> Easily. Like, like, looking back, it was a horrible idea. I could have died. But yeah, well, we, we hear about stories about that all the time. Yeah. Like, like just people passing out and dying. Yeah, just it's terrifying. Per perfect condition. Like, their their heart's fine. They're, like, everything's yeah. good. There's no problem with them. And then they, they just die because it's yeah, freak accidents. Because so. of, like, how you were hardwired. It's just yeah. you don't want to be viewed as weak, so you just keep going. When you have that mentality on a physical issue, it also translates to when, you know, you're suffering with, like, depression or something else on the like behind the scenes mm -hmm. and you just don't want to come out because just like when you're injured on the field or in the pool you don't want to be viewed as weak so it's just a toxic way of thinking yeah, for sure so obviously injuries can be physically challenging of course because it's my, my elbow hurts that's physical but it can also be very emotionally challenging and draining and i think um one thing is it really, really, really sucks to be sidelined with an injury and having to kind of watch your team Absolutely. play and succeed or lose. Because if they're succeeding, like, oh, I want to join in that success. I want to have fun with them. Or if they're losing, you're like, I think, you know, like you probably think I could make a difference. Maybe you wouldn't be losing if I was playing. And that's not really like a selfish thing. But, you know, you, you always think that to yourself, like, you know, how things would have done if I was playing. And um, I think Harry can talk more about that. Knock on wood, of course. But... Um, I've had a lot of minor injuries and like yeah, they've kept me out of games here and there But I've never had um, injuries like Harry has. Well, I'll briefly talk about high school when uh, Our rugby team was in the quarterfinals for Lasso like the big regional Ooh. Oh big man uh, And I got hit so hard that I couldn't put weight on my legs uh. Uh, In the quarterfinal so I had to basically watch the rest of the quarterfinal from the sideline and then for the semi-final I tried to play and had to get carried off again, so that was the most painful moment of high school, I think, or up there, like top five, easy. And then this year, so for those for those of you guys watching who don't really know my life at all, 
which I wouldn't be surprised if you don't. Uh, I was captain of the varsity swim team this year. And, uh, no, I had a really bad back injury starting in February, and I didn't know if I was going to come back to the swim team this year just because swimming like over 500 meters, I'd have to get out and stretch because my back was just, it was unbearable. Like it would seize up and I couldn't, I couldn't swim. So this entire year, you know, being the captain, you want to be there. You want to be like showing the rookie guys, like I'm tough and I'm, you know, I'm a leader. I'm someone you guys can look up to, but it's hard when, you know, you have to get out of practice and you have to go stretch and you can't do like everything that they can because your back just seizes up and your body just gives up on you. So while my mental was there, my physical was not. And that took a huge strain uh, on my mental health, like especially our divisional championships. Like everyone was dropping time. Everyone was doing well. Mm-hmm. And I had to watch on the sideline. Yeah, doing, doing the timing. Doing timing. Yeah. Like that. There are a lot of moments in my life that are painful, but I think that might have been one of the most painful. Just not being able to really be there for the team, you know, and not knowing when my back injury would get better. Mm-hmm. So just coming to terms with injury and like realizing that it takes time to get back into it, like it, it's just it's it's tough. Yeah, when athletes are sideline when sideline with injuries, they can feel very lost because for a lot of us, um, our self identities are very closely tied with the sport that we're playing. If you don't have that sport to play, you lose a large part of your identity, yeah. and that's kind of like an, a big identity crisis because you don't really know like who you are. And it sounds drastic, but like. It's, so it's a real thing, and it's more so when you are retired, and which we're, you know we're going through right now. It's um, we're kind of like figuring out, like, okay, well, I'm not I'm not the swimmer anymore. As I grew up, like yeah, you know, exactly. Brady the swimmer, yeah, exactly. Brady the fish boy. That's yeah. what it, that's what it always is. My like, Twitter is swimmer boy ninety eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, my profile picture is still me swimming. So it's like, who am I now? That if I'm not a swimmer, who am I? And obviously, you know, it's it takes a lot to accept, which I have. I don't know about you, but like I I've accepted I'm more than a swimmer. You know, I'm yeah. a I'm a student. I'm a I'm a brother. I'm a I'm a boyfriend. I'm a son. Uh, I'm a friend to many people and a bunch of stuff. And you have many identities. And it's always important to kind of like t- take a second and just kind of step back and be like, you know, you know, what, who are you? And that is very deep. I very. think it's very deep. But like, We're kind of deep today. Kind of just like on the level I'm talking about, where it's like the things that you are, and you're not just a student, or you're not just a basketball player, or whatever you are, like. You're not just that person and you have so many identities and you mean so much to so many people where it's like if you lose if i lose swimming it's like my world's not over i have so much more um you know um whatever worth left that i can divvy up and work hard at achieving with and yeah it takes it, it is obviously it's very sad to retire or like be tear your acl and you're out for the year but um, once you figure out that that's not the only thing making up your identity, that's it's a pretty big step, and you kind of yeah. accept that retirement and finally, you know, move on. What the? Anyways, um, we're gonna keep going. I don't know what that was. That was weird. Uh, <laughs> we're being real, <laughs> real professional. Anyway, <clears throat> all right, back to seriousness. So the next kind of area that we wanted to address was like uh, the pressure to perform. For me personally. There was always, you know, my own personal pressure on myself. So any like stress that came from, you know, you have to do this, you have to do that was mostly my own doing. It was just like in my head. I was like, you have to do this. Yeah. But, uh, you know, obviously like your parents are there to support you and, you know, 
cheer you on and everything. Uh, this is again my own doing. I remember my mom showed me just recently, actually, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, she showed me a sheet that said uh, it was from when I was twelve, and she it said um, who like what did I want to do with the sport of swimming? And I said I wanted to be exactly like my dad because he was a really good swimmer in university and high school and everything. It had nothing to do with him at all, but just me putting that pressure on myself like you have to be good you have to be just like your dad yeah like that that right there just strained me like no tomorrow because mm -hmm. you would go do a race or you would go do something and it was like if i'm not up to this standard if i'm even a little lower mm -hmm. then i'm trash yeah so that's where my you know my internal pressure kind of came from i think that goes well with the you know your comparative society thing that you're talking about last episode go check it out if you haven't already mm -hmm. I think it's it's it is dangerous once you start comparing yourself to people. It could be your dad, or it could be um, like Michael Phelps. I'm comparing myself to, or maybe just like an older athlete in your in your sport. And once you start comparing yourself to them, because that, that that's not you, so there's no point no. in comparing. Like it's should, unrealistic. I like it. Like I like the thing where it's the only person you should compare yourself to is who you were yesterday. Ooh, I like that. I, once you start comparing yourself, and you know, it's on the topic of dads in general. Um, my dad was probably the person that was put the most pressure on me and not in a bad way like he mm -hmm. obviously meant so well and like i have a great relationship with him and um but like he he always expected the best from me because he knew what my potential was and he you know he wanted me to you know really get there because he believed in me a lot and i think i'm really grateful for that but you know like it, it's still a lot of pressure to mm -hmm. you know he always expected best times and if you've played any sport or done anything like you can't win every race you can't win every game you can't have the best game of your life every game. And, you know, I can't get a best time in every single race I do. so unrealistic. It is unrealistic. But that's the thought process. You know, there'd be meets kind of early in the season, and, you know, I would tell him how much time I added. And, he, you know, he'd get kind of mad. Or, like, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be like, ashamed to tell him. You know, and over time, you know, it, it kind of gets to you. And um, I, I think that kind of, that's a big thing. Pressure can come in many different ways. Like, for some people, it's their parents, it's other teammates, it's coaches, um, all that kind of stuff. And it, they all kind of add on together and you can have like a lot of pressure on you. So that's why sometimes we see super good athletes, some of the best in the world in any sport and they just, the pressure gets to them and they don't, yeah. they don't perform. LeBron James can suffer from pressure, like anybody. Absolutely. And pressure is a big thing. It can, can, can eat away at your mental health and, and kind of affect you negatively. It's still hard, but it's easier to handle outside pressures. It's... In, almost impossible to handle inside pressure like when when it's yourself pressuring yourself yeah so that's that's it's like that's impossible. that's one of the worst pressures so it's like there's all those external ones as harry said and then the real one is your the pressure from yourself is when, kind yeah. of what gets you the most once you set your standards way too high you're almost a goner yeah i did some reading up on this and there was they kind of talked to all these high schoolers and university students and there's this one girl actually in the states who said she kind of referred to them as sideline ghosts referring to her parents so it's kind of like not the people like in the game specifically or herself, but more so the pressure from her parents specifically kind of always. And she always like thought they were looking over her and kind of like the pressures that, that she was putting them on. And a lot of the time parents um, meet their ego needs through their own kids. Right. And you know, we see that a ton. And they and they will often put their own child's well-being over that need for them to get their ego um, met and for the kid to succeed it will look good like it's like on the outside it'll, it'll it won't look that bad as the parents like cheering them on and supporting them and wanting them to do well and that's that's all good and everything mm -hmm. but it's kind of like behind the scenes like they're not they're not really caring too much about 
their own child's um, well-being and how they're doing and right. how tired they are, how they're doing mentally. And then I think, you know, like my parents never really asked, like, you know, how are you doing? Like, how, right. like, there's always like, hey, how's it going? And like, you know, you say, yeah, good. like, what's up, buddy? Or, or, hey, Brady, how are you? Like, it's always, but there's never really like, there's a difference between like, hey, what's up? And then like, hey, Harry, like, like, how are you? Mm-hmm. Like, no, how? Like, how are <laughs> how? you? And then it's kind of like, <laughs> right. oh, okay, that's what you mean. And, right. and, but you don't really get that a lot. And then, this is when it's kind of like kids and teens, they can't really talk to their parents because they kind of get into that suck it up buttercup treatment. And my dad used to say that to me all the time. If I had like any com- common one any, com- sure. any complaint or anything wrong with me or anything, if I was tired or anything, he'd say, he would just say suck it up buttercup. And then like, I would just have to keep going. Cause he wanted me to just do well. And maybe, maybe I, I guess he was trying to get his ego needs met. He's coming to golf tomorrow. <laughs> We're getting drinks with him, so. So yeah, that, that's basically that. Um, there's actually a sports psychologist, not psychologist, sociologist. He's at the University of Colorado. His name is Jay Coakley. And he said that there's a lot of teenagers that persist on uh, continuing to play a sport way past their time of enjoying the actual sport. So even like continuing through practice and competing while injured or they just don't like the sport. And I kind of like related to that because the last few, last couple years of swimming, actually, like I, I just don't like the sport. I didn't like swimming anymore. Mm. I didn't like getting up at four o'clock. Well, that's an exaggeration. Four forty-five a.m. and you know, just getting just destroyed in practice. Like it's so hard. Uh, you know, like yes. after doing it for fifteen years, it's like I'm kind of okay with giving this up. I kind of want to know what it's like to have free time and you know right. do well in school that yeah. is that so hard <laughs> is that is that is that a crazy it's a lot to ask for is that a lot to ask for it's a lot to ask for jeez i just didn't like the sport as much but i felt the pressure to keep going mostly from my parents because like anytime i kind of brought it up like maybe as like a joke or something they just look at me crazy like oh no like you're gonna do your four years of swimming in university you know that was and even on, like on the team that's kind of like you do your four years you get yeah like, if you're if you don't do the four years you're kind of viewed as like, yeah oh, like, you're a, a quitter, quitter right? yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of rough, and you're kind of like in this no man's land where I don't want to keep swimming, I don't like it. I love my team, and that was the only thing that did keep me going because you know, I obviously I felt like I, I could quit if I wanted to. Like mm-hmm. I, I had the powers, not like I didn't, I could have. Yeah, yeah. If I really, really it wanted to. It was very easy to say I'm I done. could have. It, they, my parents weren't that controlling. Again, love my parents. Like it was all out of you know the best interest of the of their heart. Going back to the identity part, you know, even my parents they knew me largely as you know their swimming kid. Like they would that's how they described myself. I mean that's how they described me as is like the swimmer. So like right. I, anytime I met my dad's friends and my mom's friends, they're like, oh you're the swimmer, or like oh you had that meet last week, or blah blah blah, or good luck at this. And like I was only the swimmer. It was it was nothing ever else. Like mm-hmm. I was a swimmer before anything else. Yeah. So even to my parents. So it was kind of hard to to even think of quitting because I would give all that up and then you had to answer so many questions and it's such like a, why would you quit or do this? It's like, um, I just don't like it anymore. Right. And that's not always a valid excuse to it for a lot of people. No. I also think that's kind of weird how you have to have a valid excuse for them. Yeah, you like, should never... <laughs> It's kind of weird. The only person you should have an excuse for is yourself. Like, yeah, that, you're good enough to, yeah, to validate. Another area of discussion that I think both of us wanted to, you know, reach into was uh, the nasty habit that we both had of yeah. looking at the negative parts of our sport as opposed to the positive ones. I would, I'm going to reach, I'm going to talk about this more in a further discussion about anger. Foreshadowing. Uh, which will happen. A little teaser there. Soon, so stay tuned. But I remember even if I added like 
a fraction of a second, like it, the difference yeah. of a fingernail. I remember I would go and I would just absolutely lose it yeah. and just tell myself like, oh, I'm a failure. Like, this is terrible. What I wouldn't focus on is the fact that, you know, at this time last year, uh, you were actually three seconds slower than what you just went. So mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're getting progress. Mm -hmm. And my dad was really good actually about pointing that out to me because he could recognize that I was always hard on myself. But he, he liked to mention, like, you know, at this point in the season last year, you were way slower. You're actually doing way better, and you're on track for a good time. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just personally, like, when I'm alone and stuff, I'm, like, bashing myself. Like, you should have gone faster than that. Why didn't you? So, you know, just focusing on the bad things during the sport, it's just, it eats away at you for sure. When I played water polo, I would always focus on the one bad pass I had, like, the one turnover. And I wouldn't think about the four goals I scored. Mm -hmm. Or, um, again, with swimming, I would focus on the one race I didn't make finals in, but I wouldn't think about the gold medal I won in, like, the five-second best time I had. Mm -hmm. Or in football, I would think about the one missed tackle I had, but not the huge hit for, like, loss of downs and, like, game winner. Like, I wouldn't think about that. I would always think about the positive, negative stuff. I remember the semifinals of rugby so vividly because we lost. Yeah. But there are some games <laughs> where we killed that I just I don't yeah. even have room for in yeah. my brain. And, like, it, it's, it's a terrible way of thinking. And I found that this actually took me out of a lot of moments. So like, I wasn't, like a lot of times I wasn't happy when we won games or even gold medals. I do play Quidditch. I'm on the Guelph Quidditch team. It's um, actually pretty believe cool. Believe it or not, it's, it's, it's lit. You should check it Look out. Look it up on YouTube. It's full contact. It's really cool. Co-ed, it's, it's like handball, but full contact. Anyways, I have, I have yet to lose a game and the season is over now. So I'm not jinxing myself. Um, um, but like we, you know, we played in three, four tournaments. I, we didn't lose a single game. You know, we're the best in Canada. But, and like, we'd, we would win the gold at the tournaments, but I wasn't, like, I wasn't happy like my teammates. Like, it was, I would, I'm like, man, I can't stop thinking about the, the shots I missed or the path, the bad, the, the turnovers of the other team right. or the tackle I missed or the goal I let in. <laughs> I would always think about that. And it really, it took me out of the moment. Like, the gold medal celebration, I'd be like, yeah, I'm just not happy. And I think that's a really kind of bad way of thinking and going about situations. And you can easily relate this to your real life in that, it's so important to not let those very few and unimport unimportant moments um, weigh you down. You can get a bad mark on like a little tiny quiz and you'll be thinking yeah. about that 60% on like a 2% quiz instead of like the 85 you got on a 25% quiz, a midterm. Or like when, you know, you get into an argument with your parents or your brother or something, mm -hmm. you focus on that as opposed to all the fun times. That yeah, yeah, for stuff. sure. Like a little tiny argument over who stole the salt shaker. Yeah, yeah. Like but but you, you, and then you forget about everything, and you you see that a lot in the world. There's like TV shows. I know it's it's fictional, but just like the littlest things always are always the ones that kind of blow up and you know destroy relationships and friendships. And it's always sad to see because there's so much light stuff and positive positivity that you know you you should focus on. And it's very it's yeah. very hard to practice, but you know every day we just you know go to bed thinking about something positive that happened that day or something you're grateful for or just like the uh, uh, one good thing you did that day over the t you know like all like the the very minimal bad things you did and that that can make a huge difference yeah and i I've, I've learned that like when i play a game i and i look back and i watch all the good things that i did and the good passes i had and it, it really makes a big difference and you gain a ton of confidence i found and it just continues and then it just it affects everything in a really good ways. The final, you know, area of discussion we wanted to get to was how do we fix, you know, the negative energy coming from sports? How do we fix the negative mentality, like the toxic man up, like grow up, you know, 
uh, that stuff. Um, so for me personally, like you can attest to this for sure. Like back in when we were in high school, I don't know if it's different now or whatever. I did not know about anything mental health related until first year of university. Like I didn't yeah. even like, obviously I knew what depression was, but like, I didn't <laughs> know what depression was until I got here and I spoke to a therapist mm -hmm. and like, I had gotten to that low point already not knowing what depression is until you have it, that should not be no. a thing yeah. at all. Yeah. And, like, we were taught nutrition and sex ed in, like, grade 6, 7, 8, around there. I think mental health should just easily be taught along with that. Absolutely. And, like, and what is mental health and how do you take care of it and what to do um, if you're struggling with anything and what your options are. I think, you know, I agree. I think grade 6, 7, 8 can easily handle that. It's nothing deep. It, is, sure. it doesn't have to start super sure. serious or anything. In high school, they can definitely have good discussions about that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, we know a ton of teenagers do struggle in the statistics show. A ton of teenagers struggle with many, many things. If you like, if you relate back to my other video again, go watch it. Talking about comparative Please. society. Comparative. Like these nowadays, anyway, I sound really old, but like nowadays, <laughs> you know, like the grade, the grade six, seven, eights, they all have Snapchat. They all have Instagram. Yeah. So they're already comparing themselves to everyone and they're already feeling like, Oh, why my life's not worth yeah. it as much as theirs. Yeah. So if they just have, you know, that little education, like talk, it doesn't have to be like a full unit. Even <laughs> it just has to be a couple classes. This is mental health. Like this is mental health. What's like, up? If they can have that entire situation acknowledged, like it would make such a big difference. Yeah. And just like how important your mental health really is. Cause I think we didn't learn, like we didn't know it was important. Like I know taking care of my, my mental state of being was in this crazy important thing that can actually lead to all these all these bad things and i thought pushing my feelings down was the right thing to do yeah me too having teachers parents and coaches all of them they need to make it so they they express to their students or parent um, children or um, athletes that any struggle is important and that these kids are able to take time off or get professional help or whatever it is um that will help them in the long run and i think if kids are aware of this like they know hey like if i say this it, it is important or this thing that i'm dealing with is important or like my parents divorce is is bothering me yeah or i'm sad all the time why is that and then you can actually sit down with somebody because like it's you, i don't think it's really too young to ever talk to a therapist no absolutely not and i think it's kind of maybe um connotated to be toward like older people mm -hmm. I, I can definitely see some like grade nine tens being like oh i'm just too young and yeah this is what happens in puberty and blah 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 but, like it shouldn't be that way it should no. be nor like therapy should be very normalized and Absolutely. everyone should be going no matter what 100 these kids will grow up willing to open up and talk and and that'll be rather much better than harry and i who were kind of we were raised to battle bottle it in and hide it as much as possible and that's not very good at, no. at all and bad things happen when you when you bottle things up. So hopefully they're doing that now. I'm not too sure what they're doing in classrooms and school boards are different all across Canada and the mm -hmm. states and everywhere else in the world. But hopefully we can kind of work towards really getting that into the curriculum and getting kids raised that way, so that by the time they're they're our age, we can be they can be like superhumans who are like not afraid of tackling mental health and really spreading that around and getting this nice open safe space right that'd be amazing that'd be awesome um basically like we shouldn't have to wait until we're in our 20s to find out that we actually can talk about our feelings it, it's okay to struggle yeah it's absolutely okay to struggle and that's definitely 
a really good message to end on. That's definitely yeah. something that kids should hear for sure. Yeah, take that one to the bank. Anyway, guys, that's the end of our first H panel episode. Thank you so much for coming uh, and listening with Brady and I. We really appreciate it. Brady, if you have anything that you want to advertise right now, now's the time. Good. Cheap plugs. Cheap plugs. Um, I do have a podcast called Case in Punt. Get it? Case in Point, but it's football. Huh. It, it's a it's a sports related, not sports related. It's a football focused sports podcast. I do with a couple of my buddies from high school. Um, yeah, we, we do a bunch of sports, so we have a lot of guests guests on the CFL. We had Brienne Jenner, who's on the women's uh, national hockey team. A lot of big names. A lot of big names, and we're, we're on the up and up, so give that a look. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, all that fun stuff. I'll put their name in the description just in case you guys didn't catch it. So. Yeah, and Harry, Harry will be a guest on soon. So. That's right, so stay tuned. I'll keep you guys updated. Might be about sports. Brady, my man, thank you for being... First guy on H panel. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me on. This this was great. Always good to have a good open discussion. I don't have any money right now, but when I do, I'm starting a ritual where every (laughs) guest gets a shirt for the H panel. So you'll be getting that in the mail sometime soon. That's probably like in a couple years. Yeah, probably. Anyway, guys, that's all we have. So you know the drill. Like, comment, subscribe. Smash that like button. Smash it. Yeah, it'll be right here or here somewhere. I don't I don't even know. I don't know how YouTube works. Additionally, if you have any questions you want to ask me or anything you want to ask Brady, I'll put all his social stuff in the description. And you guys, you, you know where to reach me. It's all in there. Also, we will be putting um, little timestamps of where each thing that we talked about today was because we understand that some people don't want to watch the full thing and that is completely okay. I wouldn't. So <laughs> so just click whichever one resonates with you guys the most. Yeah. Um, other than that, Like I said before, I appreciate the heck out of you guys. Uh, Love you all, and I love you. Stay safe out there. Stay safe. Peace.